Can't pay the IRS? Haven't filed in a while? Receiving threatening letters? Yeah, it's about to get worse. The IRS is hiring an army of agents targeting hardworking Americans like you. You need warriors on your side. You need Tax Network USA. Tax Network USA employs brilliant strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. For instance, they've discovered a limited-time special offer that the IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Never call the IRS alone. Let Tax Network USA attorneys handle it. They have preferred direct lines to the IRS. They know which agents to work with and which to avoid. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts and offer a best-in-class guarantee. Schedule your free consultation now. Call one 800 245 6000 That's one 800 245 6000 Or visit taxnetworkusa.com slash victor. Taxnetworkusa.com slash victor. Hello, America, and happy Thursday. We've got a great show for you today. Now, we've got two great guests I'm very excited about. Congressman Chip Roy from the great state of Texas, he comboed with Senator Marco Rubio. They teamed up, put together a really, really powerful report on how liberal indoctrination, liberal ideology has been injected into the Pentagon under the Biden administration and harmed our readiness on every aspect from inability to recruit people who don't want to work in a woke military, to demoralizing cadets in the military academies, to even having an impact on our special operators, the special forces that are on the front leading edge of our warfare. A really super powerful report. Congressman Chip Roy is going to be here in a second to tell us about why he wrote it, what he found, what's next, and how can Republicans about to take over the United States House maybe have a dent in rolling back some of the damage, some of the indoctrination that has been occurring right under our noses at the Pentagon inside the great U.S. military that has served us and protected our freedom for so, so many years, 246 years and counting. And then a combat veteran, a small business owner, and now a congressman from the great state of Georgia. He is Congressman Andrew Clyde. We'll be right back after hearing from our great partner sponsors and advertisers. Hey, folks, John Solomon here from John Solomon Reports. I'm proud to be on the iHeartRadio app every day with my podcast, with the news that we bring, the exclusive interviews. And you know what else is great? You can listen to any iHeartRadio station anywhere in the country inside this free app. I used to listen to all sorts of radio on my AM or FM radio. Today, I don't have time to be in the car that often. You know where I listen? I listen on the iHeartRadio app. It's awesome. And they have some really cool new features, unlike anything else in the market. One of them is called Talk Back Mike. Anytime I have something to say, I tap the mic and send my voice message and then listen to hear my voice on one of my favorite shows. Isn't that cool? You can send a message to your favorite disc jockey, your favorite podcast show host. So be sure to download the iHeart app radio. If you don't have it right now, the iHeart radio app is a winner. Be sure to download the free iHeart radio app today and start streaming your favorite radio stations, your favorite podcasts, and your favorite music playlists right from the iHeart radio app. 
You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. A joint congressional report by Senator Marco Rubio and Congressman Chip Roy of Texas looking at the impact of liberal indoctrination inside our Pentagon, inside our fighting men and women in our military. Congressman Chip Roy, the author of the co-author of that report, joining us right now. Congressman, thank you for such a public service. This is a very important report. Well, thank you. I want to give a lot of credit uh, to Senator Marco Rubio and his great team. Uh, great friends in that office, and, and he's a good man representing Florida. Happy to team up with him, and our team's got this uh, put together. Stuff that we kind of knew, but in pit, bits and pieces, we wanted to put it all in one place for the American people to understand the extent to which it is a coordinated effort at the top levels uh, of the Pentagon and, and the White House. Uh, it is the, it is the uh, brass at the Pentagon that are driving this, uh, and it is then infiltr- infiltrating the entirety of the Department of Defense, and it is damaging the culture. And, and truly, I think it's really important to understand how much that that wokeness is creating destructive division within the ranks uh, and a focus on identity and individual identity through grievances instead of unity of purpose to defend this republic. Wokeness is a Marxist uh, ideology. It's a poison that is, frankly, giving China power uh, and our enemies power because it's destroying us from within and we got to fight it. So, you know, that's why we did the report. Yeah. And it's so well done. It really drills down. I mean, we've known a little bit about recruiting being down because some people don't want to go into a whole military, but you drill down into some really remarkable things. The security plan identifying racial integrity is sort of the number one issue for our national security. That seems to be a little bit misaligned. And then the impact all the way down to our special operators, really amazing details that I think a lot of people had not thought about until this report. What motivated? I mean, obviously, you, you come from a great state that has a lot of volunteer warriors, but what gave you and Senator Rubio the impetus to work together and knock this out? Well, we were talking, uh, you know, at the, at the member and staff level about how pernicious and how evil this is. And when you have at the top levels, right, so you have Secretary Austin signing a memorandum for a one-day stand-down uh, in order to focus on ridding our ranks of racists and extremists, right? And then you've got the, you know, creation of the Countering Extremism Activity Working Group. Look, at the end of the day, there are 2.1 million active and and reserve forces, you know, on duty. There's fewer than 100 cases. That's like 0.005%, putting even aside the merits of the cases. Then they go hire a radical leftist uh, named Bishop Garrison, who, who has stated that, quote, systemic racism is one of our greatest national security challenges and has been involved with in promoting the 1619 Project. By doing that, you're sending a very loud signal that that's what you want to focus on. And that, I think, is a real problem that the American people need to understand uh, and how they're teaching our kids. 
uh, on the various, uh, you know, education facilities on bases around the country. Our service academies, where you have an admiral telling a midshipman at the Naval Academy they need to read, quote, How to Be an Anti-Racist, which is a book that teaches that, quote, only the remedy to past discrimination is present discrimination. You had a professor at the Air Force who's saying, hey, uh, you know, don't uh, say mom or dad. That might offend somebody. Right. And then you've got, um, you know, videos and ads being put out where you've got a a uh, ad saying that a U.S. Army put out a recruitment video focused on a little girl raising raised with two moms who joined the military to find her inner strength and maybe shatter some stereotypes. While in Pride Month, the Air Force tweets an image of an airman surrounded by a rainbow flag, not the American flag. I could go on and on. All of that needed to be compiled. We tried to put it together. The American people deserve to know this and we need to fight and stop it. One of the things that really stuck out to me in the report was a section called Punishing the Righteous, the retribution against military officials who are just exercising their free speech or other rights, very similar to what we've seen post-January 6th in election integrity, in uh, the Russia collusion case, constantly weaponizing the system to crush one point of view or one point of expression of free speech. I don't think a lot of people understood that was going on in the military. The, the story of the army chaplain right at the beginning of that really woke a lot of people up, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really important point, right? I mean, I'll just a little sidebar, non-military, right? We had a volunteer chaplain down here at the uh, fire department in Austin, Texas, who'd been there for eight years, who dared say that he didn't think that boys should be racing against girls in, you know, uh, competitive matches. And he got let go from a volunteer job because Austin, Texas, thought, oh, you can't say that. So here you have a U.S. Army chaplain celebrating the overturning of Roe versus Wade. So this is a Christian man who believes that life begins at conception, and he was celebrating the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Uh, and he sent it in an email arguing that it upholds the sanctity of life, free speech. Uh, and he was placed under investigation for doing that. Meanwhile, it, the, the army is protecting uh, all of the, the uh, you know, kind of leftists that are promoting their ideology and protecting the woke, right? With senior left-wing leaders were lamenting the overturning of Roe, a junior medic in uniform took to TikTok to lambast the court, right? So meanwhile, that individual, nothing happens, but this uh, chaplain, uh, says, hey, you know, I'm glad this protected life, and then consequences. That's what's going on by our leaders in the military. The same leaders that left Afghanistan with $85 billion of equipment, tucked tail and ran, turned over Bagram, and there's been no accountability for that, and they're promoting this garbage? Spare me. There needs to be a change at the Pentagon uh, soon. Yeah. And you talk about the leadership of the Pentagon. You pointed out Mark Milley's comments in the Woodward book, intentionally undermining the commander in chief, President Donald Trump at the time. Then all of the failures in Afghanistan, no punishment, no accountability to that leadership, despite a long string of failures with Republicans about to take over the House. Does that change? Will we start to see some accountability in the military next year? Well, we need to. This is one of the things that I think is front and center in the debate going on about Republican leadership. It's not about any individual. It's not personal. Uh, this isn't a healthy debate that we need to have. Are Republicans going to stand up and use their majority to check this out of control, tyrannical by administration, demand changes to the Department of Defense? And let's go like there's a test right now. The National Defense Authorization Act is being debated in the Senate to come over to the House. What will Republican leadership in the House and the Senate do to ensure that we don't include a provision to draft our daughters with no debate, that we don't include a provision that will, that will uh, continue to fund, as the current rule is, uh, travel for abortions, which means it's a complete violation of the Hyde Amendment? What will we do to ensure that we end vaccine mandates? What will we do to stop wokeness that's you know, been displayed in this report 
you know, that Senator Rubio and I put out. Are we going to do any of that? Or are we just going to go, oh, no, we must vote for this, Chip. You don't understand. Pay raise for the troops. We need some more bombers and helicopters. and We need more missiles. Like, I know all that. But one, we need to make tough choices. Two, we need a military that actually has a culture of fighting. And right now you're destroying recruiting and destroying the soul of an institution that for 200 and plus years has been right there as the, as the backbone uh, of the strength of our projection of strength around the globe. And we're undermining it, empowering our enemies, and we need to stop it. And that's what Republicans need to wake up and do right now. And it's a part of this leadership fight, and it's going to continue to be. Yeah, it's a remarkable fight. Right now, we know of five lawmakers that are not going to support Kevin McCarthy, Andy Biggs, Matt Gates, Brett, Matt Rosendahl, Bob Good, and of course, yesterday, Ralph Norman came out on our television show, in fact, and said it. Where are you on the McCarthy decision? Have you made up your mind about what sort of leader you want? Well, first of all, those five individuals are great friends and patriots, and I respect their uh, coming out and saying that, and I'll, I'll certainly stand by them uh, if they're unable to get to the place of believing that they've reached a conclusion of, for any reason, uh, you know, supporting anybody in particular, right? I'm, they're, they're my brothers that I want to stand alongside. But let me just say, uh, I'm going to stick to my position. No one has earned 218, and someone needs to step up and earn 218. In other words, you know, if, if it's not um, uh, Leader McCarthy, then is it going to be someone else? I mean, we've got some people that are being bannered around, but whoever it is, I still want them to demonstrate that they're going to lead. This right now is a moment for introspection of a party that didn't perform as well as it should have in this disastrous climate with high inflation, high crime, and open borders, and wokeness running amok. Uh, we didn't do as well as I think we should have, notwithstanding redistricting and some of the you know, uh, you know, uh, excuses given on that. But I think we need to stand up and demand change. Um, I'm certainly among those that believe that we need to demand change, uh, but I'm working with a, a large group of people to force that issue. Uh, I nominated Andy Biggs uh, in the Republican conference last week. Andy got 31 votes. There were five other votes. Uh, and then Kevin had 188 votes. Well, you need 218 or close to it on the floor of the House, depending on how many are present. And uh, we're going to continue to have that debate. Uh, we ought to have that debate. But I can promise you, no one is getting my support until they demonstrate that they're willing to lead this conference to fight for what the American people sent us there to do. One of the things that I've liked about what you said, and I think a lot of people have commented to me on it, is that you actually, you know, some people are like, oh, this debate's terrible. It's divisive. Actually, you actually think this is a good thing to have this debate, right? It, this is healthy, actually, to say what sort of Republican Party are we going to be going forward? We, we, we will fail and we will fall on our face if we just declare that we're unified and then walk in in January and are not unified. We need to do that work right now. We need to come to a conclusion as to what we're gonna fight for, go execute and go do it. Uh, because if we walk in in January, oh, we're unified, well, guess what? In 2017, Paul Ryan and company went in there and they passed a garbage, uh, or tried to pass healthcare bill with, with, with the, and it failed. And then they tried to pass a garbage uh, border security bill in 2018 and uh, that failed, and we got destroyed that fall. No more of that. Let's go lead. Let's go inspire a new generation of Americans. Let's win minds and hearts. And you do that by leading and, and having a clear oversight message, not one about retribution in politics, one about how the government power is being used against American citizens, why everybody should be concerned about that left, right, and center, what we can do to stop spending money we don't have, reclaim our fiscal responsibility, have a strong military that isn't being destroyed from within, uh, project power without getting into endless wars and blank checks. Um, do the things that we need to do. Let's do it right now. Let's get busy. Let's stop talking about it. 
Yeah, so important. Let's talk more action. That's what Americans were voting on this election for sure. At the border, I know how passionate you are. You have spoken up for all the people that need help at the border, for all the communities that are overrun, for all the families who've lost fentanyl. Uh, there's about to be another crisis. Title 42 about to be lifted. Seems like it'll create a much larger wave than we're over already overwhelmed by. How big a crisis is this? And is there anything Congress can do to stop this? Well, first of all, uh, the border is in crisis as we speak. Uh, 7,000 a day, 240,000 in October, uh, 27 dead migrants, about 75, 80,000 gotaways that we know of, uh, massive amounts of fentanyl coming in, killing our kids, all this stuff you and I know, we've talked about it. If you end, end the Title 42 uh, policy, then that means about 80,000 of those 240,000 are going to be released into the United States instead of turned away. That's how many we turned away in October, 80,000. So that's what we're looking at. And what that means is you'll bring more people in. It'll be more people flooding the zone. Best estimates by the experts are that we go from 7,000 a day to probably 17,000 a day. This is why Dick Durbin and Democrats have even said, whoa, 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 hold on. This might be real bad. Because even they get that while they want as many people to come as can that they can process, they know that at some point there's a limit and they know that that's over the limit. So they're kind of panicked a bit. The fact is we've been trying to stop this for about a year and a half. Again, I go back to leadership. We introduced a Title 42 discharge petition to force this debate in April of 21. It took a year of me browbeating leadership to get them to whip it and finally get it to 212 so that we could demonstrate that Democrats were not serious about keeping Title 42. So now you ask, what can we do about it? You got to use the power of the purse to demand change. And you know what, you, what we need is we need a blanket rule that you turn away or detain, that's the end of the story. You detain fully, on our side, Mexico side, don't care, fully for the entire duration of an asylum claim that's a legitimate claim where you actually fear persecution for your political or religious beliefs, and otherwise you turn people away. That needs to be the rule. If you re-embrace that rule, then the flood stops, plain and simple. And then you get busy fixing the Western Hemisphere to combat China and have a stronger Western Hemisphere where we export the rule of law instead of importing lawlessness, and that's what we need to do. Uh, such a great strategy, and the two are connected in so many ways, and yet they never get connected in most of the official conversations in Washington. You're one of the few guys that does it. Last point, because I know you're close to the Border Patrol, a very sobering statistic given by the Border Patrol Union just a few hours ago. Four Border Patrol agents in the last two weeks took their lives suicide just demoralized and broken by the job, the inability to do what they were righteously hired to do. Your thoughts on the human toll that this open border has now on the incredible men and women of the Border Patrol? You know, so many of these Border Patrol agents have become my friends. I go and see them regularly, uh, offer my support, both rhetorically and then whatever we can do. I've got constituents who take supplies and, and things down to them. Uh, you know, one of my very close friends, Cassie Garcia, is married to a Border Patrol agent. She was running for Congress. She's a dear friend. Uh, as is Myra Flores, right, who, uh, you know, is a congresswoman now, although she lost her reelection bid uh, in a tough district. Look, bottom line is um, they need our prayers and support. That support cannot just be empty rhetoric from a secretary of Homeland Security has no interest and no desire to actually uh, secure the homeland. That's the truth. These guys are being left out, hanging out to dry. They have no backing and support. The secretary of Homeland Security lied, knowingly lied about Border Patrol agents whipping Haitian migrants when he had a report from his own people telling him that it was a lie, and he went ahead and said it anyway and blamed it on systemic racism. 
How do you think they feel? How do you think they feel overwhelmed, outgunned, outmanned, but the cartels trying to jam horrible things into our communities and destroying our communities and way of life? And then their own secretary lies about them and says that they're systemically racist. That's why this administration needs to be absolutely held to account. Uh, Mayorka should be impeached. We need to do that on day one, and we need to start demanding that they secure the border and not leave these guys hanging out to dry. So we're going to keep fighting for them. God bless them. Our prayers are with them, uh, especially at this time of year. Yeah, that it is. An entire country has to rally around them. Congressman, it's always an honor to have you on the show, always making news, always trying to find fixes to all that ails America. Really appreciate the time today. Take care. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy when they're needed most. Donors Trust offers donor-advised funds or giving accounts. You can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart, tax-advantaged, aligned with your values, and private. Donors Trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account to simultaneously support think tanks and liberty-minded organizations that believe our constitutional rights shouldn't get lost in a time of emergency. Now is the time to take a closer look at Donors Trust and join their community of liberty-minded donors by opening a donor-advised fund. Go to DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews for the ultimate survival guide to charitable giving and learn how a donor advised fund can preserve your ability to give to the charities you love. That's DonorsTrust.org slash Just News. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. So excited to have this guest on for the first time on John Solomon Reports. He is a combat veteran, a small business owner, and now a congressman from the great state of Georgia. He is Congressman Andrew Clyde. Congressman, great to have you on the show today, sir. Well, thank you, John. It's great to be with you this afternoon. It's an amazing time. I, I remember exactly a year ago this day, I was sitting in front of the computer writing breaking news alerts about the horrific, frenzied airport exit in Kabul, the sort of the end of the bungled Biden exit from Afghanistan. And I wonder a year later, your thoughts. I mean, you served our country in the military and really concerned about where Afghanistan has gone since we left. A year later, are we safer or less safer after that withdrawal? 
oh no, um, John, we are definitely less safe after that uh, horrendous withdrawal, that botched withdrawal. Um, Biden has shown uh, to the entire world his failed leadership, his failed military leadership, and and uh, Afghanistan uh, is a big black eye for the United States. You know, I, I served three combat tours in Iraq and Kuwait, uh, and um, you know, one of those was in direct support uh, of the operations in Afghanistan, and and uh, it just broke my heart when I saw what happened. I mean, the way that the president, um, you know, just abandoned Bagram Air Base, which was really the key to maintaining stability within that region right there. I mean, we had Bagram Air Base. Uh, it was such an incredible base that was built there and the prison that was then left wide open and, and you know, 5,000 terrorists then went out into the, into the night. And um, uh, that was just such a travesty. Um, we, it did not have to be that way. Uh, President Biden bears full responsibility for it. And here we are a year later uh, with the Taliban in total control of Afghanistan and with them just just beating the drum now about potential new attacks. And uh, and, and this is um, this is uh, uh, this is just terrible. And, you know, when we take back the House in in January, and I firmly believe that Republicans will, uh, we are going to give this a proper investigation because no one has been held accountable here, John. No one has been held accountable, and they need to be. You know, from from the the State Department to the Department of Defense, um, this has has just been a disaster for America on the world stage. And and you see the results of that um, with Ukraine and and potentially Taiwan too. Yeah, there's no no doubt about it. And I think the whole world was shaken by the fact that America could exit so messily, so in disregard of the security protocols. You've probably seen the testimony now. It hasn't got a lot of attention in the news media, but when you see what the former commander of U.S. Central Command, CENTCOM, General Kenneth McKenzie, when he testified, I told the president I thought we should have 2,500 troops behind and that we should hold Bagram. The implicit acknowledgement is that the president rejected his best military advice on this. That hasn't gotten the attention I think a lot of people think it deserves. What does it say when a president doesn't listen to his own commanders, the experts on the ground in Afghanistan? Well, it, it says that the president thinks he knows best. Uh, he's obviously a man of no military experience. And, uh, you know, President Trump, though he may not have military experience either, he has business experience and, and he knows what it takes to run an incredible organization. And you listen to those who are under you who are experts in their particular area. You hire people that are, quote, you know, smarter than yourself. Um, and, and you bring those together through incredible leadership and you build that sort of a team. I mean, President Trump had a conditions based withdrawal plan. Uh, and when the Taliban violated those conditions, he hammered them. Joe Biden's withdrawal plan was based on a date. He wanted to be out of there, you know, by the 31st of August so we could celebrate being out of there and then on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And it simply would never work. It will never work when you have a date that you have to be gone by and it, and it doesn't matter what kind of pain is inflicted on you, that never works militarily. As we saw, it was a debacle, it was a disaster. We lost 13 
uh, incredible members of our military because of it died in a terrorist attack that that could easily have been prevented if we had held Bagram. I mean, it just it, it, it's insanity what we saw happen over there. And um, and as I said, President Biden bears full and total responsibility for that debacle of a um, of a retreat. Yeah, I'm just going to read this line because it, it's six in my mind. I remember the day he gave it back in March. Unfortunately, we were focused on other things back in March. And so the news media didn't cover this for the extraordinary moment. But this is General McKenzie's exact quotes. In the spring of 2021, that's when Joe Biden was in, uh, in charge now, it was a mistake to go below of 2,500 troops. If, in fact, we did so, we expected the government of Afghanistan to collapse. That reflected my opinion and the opinion of General Miller, his deputy, and we, who was in Afghanistan. We had an opportunity to freely express that opinion. I'm confident it was heard, but it was rejected. Really remarkable testimony. You served. You know what it takes. You, you, you had a company that grew into an important armory company. There were 20 years of bloodshed in this country. How do veterans, how do people who gave all or gave so much to fight that war to make sure it wouldn't become a terrorist haven think now when they look out and realize well Alzwari was sitting on a deck so comfortable in afghanistan he thought he was free have those who have served feel the pain of the fact that that's back to being a terrorist haven again uh, you know that does have to be incredibly disappointing and um and and tragic for people who especially those who lost loved ones over there but they just have to be comforted in knowing that for 20 years we had their sacrifices have protected Americans on this side of the globe. And uh, so their sacrifices are not lost. They were not for nothing. Um, and, you know, it's, it's back to, to where it was before, but uh, we have learned a lot more about that region. And um, uh, so I would say that their service is still there's no difference in the honor of their service now um, than it was before. It's just that we're, we're just going to have to, um, you know, make our shield stronger and, um, and we're going to have to fight more now. I think we're in a less safe place, like what you said uh, earlier, uh, than we were uh, when we had troops on the ground in Afghanistan being able to control that or help, con- help the government control that country. So, um, uh, you know, their service was incredibly honorable to our country, and it did preserve our liberty for years. Uh, there's no doubt. We were safer because of all those sacrifices. There was a report earlier this week that some of the elite Afghan fighters after the collapse of the government, when it was clear Taliban was in charge, they fled with their equipment to Iran. I just think about that right now. Iran has not only the soldiers we trained in Afghanistan, but some of the equipment. And meanwhile, they're talking about and plotting to kill people on our own soil. President George W. Bush, John Bolton, the two most recent examples. Why are we negotiating with Iran, given the bad record that we're seeing with their behavior in the world? Well, you know, that example you gave just shows the extent of the disaster of the retreat out of Afghanistan when the 80 plus billion dollars worth of equipment that we left behind uh, for the Taliban, or excuse me, uh, for the, the, the Afghan government that was then just turned right on over to the Taliban, uh, forfeited to the Taliban. Um, and then to, to have any negotiations with Iran, um, it, it just shows the lack of leadership on the world stage. I mean, Obama was doing it during his tenure but President Trump was strong during his uh, uh, time in the in the Oval Office. 
when you negotiate with terrorists and you do it from a position of weakness, you are going to lose. And that's exactly what we're going to see. And we're not going to get any sort of a good deal in negotiating with Iran from a position of weakness. You have to show strength. They have to respect you. Right now, I don't believe they do respect us. Um, there's other countries in the world that don't respect us uh, simply because we have shown uh, tremendous weakness on the world stage. Um, it really is remarkable. Another place where we're seeing a lot of weakness right now, the economy. You're a small business owner. You know what happens when government gets in the way of business. You take a look at the law that they call the Inflation Reduction Act, even though the CBO is clear that it doesn't have any impact downward. It doesn't put inflation downward. And there are some estimates that brings it upward. We're already in a tough economy. What happens over the next six months when we pour that $700 billion into the economy? Oh, I mean, the the title of the of the bill, the Inflation Reduction Act, is just a flat out lie uh, to the American people. It should be called the Inflation Expansion Act or the Inflation Inflation Act. Uh, <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. I haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> That's what it's going to do. When you inject $740 billion, almost three quarters of a trillion dollars into the economy, you're going to increase inflation. That's just the way economics 101 works. I mean, uh, the Democrats obviously don't understand economics. Uh, I, don't, I, I wonder that they understand math. They certainly don't understand how to define a woman. So um, you got to wonder where their heads are in this particular bill. Uh, I think it was a smokescreen uh, for their Green New Deal. Uh, as Nancy Pelosi said, um, you know, how can people vote against Mother Earth? Well, they're not talking about inflation reduction anymore. Once the, the Senate passed the bill and the House passed the bill on a party line vote basis, not one solitary Republican voted for this. It is a disaster of a bill. They are leading us down the wrong path. Uh, so we are going to see, in my opinion, inflation continue to increase. It's going to continue to take a bites out of, uh, out of people's earnings every year. And, and you know, where, where the administration said that last month uh, we had 0% inflation, and yet we know it was 8.5%. I mean, if it was 0%, why did we even need this bill, the Inflation Reduction Act? Uh, I mean, that just goes to show you uh, the deceitfulness of the title of the bill. Um, so, and then probably the worst aspect of this bill is the increase in the IRS. Literally $80 billion to the Internal Revenue Service over 10 years, where their annual budget is only $12 billion. Six times their annual budget they will be getting in additional funds to hire additional enforcement agents. And who do you think they're going to going to go after, John? You think they're going to go after the Democrat donors the, or, or the, the high income earners that have uh, an army of tax accountants and that don't even do their own taxes? No, they're going to come after you and me. Those folks in the middle class or in the lower class that don't have the ability to fight against the IRS, that basically just fold because, you know, if, if whatever the IRS says extra that you owe, it's not worth it fighting because you're going to spend more money fighting the IRS than what they're requiring of you. So they're just going to milk the middle class uh, and, um, and it's, it's going to be devastating economically for our country. 
It really is remarkable. And, and we had some accounting firms on who they said, you know, when, when someone gets an audit notice, if you're a mom, pa, fisher, or, you know, Joe working at the factory and you get a notice, you're automatically going to spend between three and $5,000 to just address the audit. And most people fold their hands and pay whatever the IRS says because it's not worth the extra time away. So that's an additional penny. Three to $5,000 is the average, according to the accounting firm. And we went and grabbed this data from a very respected university data tracking center. It's called Transactional Records Clearinghouse out at Syracuse University. They looked at the last two years of IRS enforcement. 61% of all audits occurred with people under the income level of $25,000 because they've been auditing people who get the earned income child tax credit. We're focusing on people who have the least amount of money to give back. How did this system get so out of whack? Well, it just goes to show you how the Internal Revenue Service can be manipulated and can be used to as a weapon against whatever the enemy of the political establishment happens to be, whoever that enemy is. I mean, for me, I wish it would have only cost me three to $5,000 in my dealings with the IRS. But back in 2013, in order for me to win my case against the IRS, it cost over $150,000, John. I mean... So, so mind you, we were dealing with a whole lot more money. They came against business, all right, through civil asset forfeiture. But this is a weaponization of the Internal Revenue Service, and, um, and this is 100% on Democrats who want this, who want to increase their ability to threaten and coerce and intimidate uh, conservatives and the vast majority of them are going to be those who make under $200,000, in fact, actually under $75,000. And uh, that's your average hardworking American citizen. And um, we need to stop this and, and we need to do it by, um, by making our voices loud and clear in November and throwing out the current leadership so we can, we can reverse this issue, we can reverse this policy. And uh, in fact, honestly, John, we, what we really need to do is eliminate the Internal Revenue Service. That would be the solution. H.R. 25, the Fair Tax Act, I think is the right way to go here. I'm hoping that this, that what has happened, that this bill now, the, uh, um, the Inflation Expansion Act, will give us the, the motivation and the, the energy to pass this particular bill and to completely eliminate the Internal Revenue Service. And that bill would then eliminate the tax return from every citizen's life. And we would be so much better as a country for it. The flat tax, fair tax sort of came up about a decade ago. It had a lot of synergy for a while. Then it kind of faded a little bit. Seems like that is catching fancy with members of Congress. Are your colleagues in the House beginning to talk that, hey, maybe that's a great way to go back, get rid of the big bureaucracy. Everybody knows what they pay out the door and we're done. Is that picking up some steam? It is. It is picking up some steam. I'm excited about that fact uh, because I want to see the IRS terminated. It is an agency that has uh, outlived its usefulness, in my opinion. Uh, I think we can go to a better tax system, uh, a more fair tax system across the uh, across the United States. And and then it eliminates the weaponization of the IRS. And that's exactly what we're going to see with these 87,000 new agents that are going to be onboarded into the IRS. And uh, I think that, that we will see, um, you know, this being talked about more and more. In fact, I'm hoping that, 
that maybe we will uh, be able to do a discharge petition on the House floor. Maybe we'll be able to lead that and uh, bring the bring the fair tax up for a vote. Yeah, I think that is such an important dynamic. And it's so funny to see it catch fire again, because it was an idea that uh, had some momentum for a while. It's definitely back in vogue. It's going to be very interesting to see. All right. The last part of this Inflation Reduction Act, well, everybody says this is a big green economy, the transformative, uh, if you listen to Democrats, the transformative moment in American history where we're going to get to a green energy economy. I heard this promise once before in 09 when they did the shovel-ready package for America, which, by the way, another project for shovel-ready gave us Solyndra. But there's a number in here that drives me nuts because there's no explanation how they're going to get there. It just says flatly, in seven years, we're going to cut U.S. carbon emissions by 40%. Do any of your colleagues in Congress have any data from the administration how they're going to get to that extraordinary number in seven years? No, I don't think so whatsoever. That's a pipe dream, in my opinion. I, I mean, to think that we're all going to transition to electric vehicles, I mean, that's simple insanity. That is, that is their, their utopia, and that is not going to happen. Uh, you... The electric vehicles aren't there for one thing. In fact, I think, you know, having electric vehicles in certain places, maybe metropolitan areas and and uh, but long haul with electric vehicles. No, uh, that's just not an option. And I don't think it'll be an option in your lifetime or my lifetime. Fossil fuel is here to stay and it's here to stay for a very long time. The United States has over is estimated at current rates at over 400 years worth of supply of fossil fuels. And that is what, where our focus needs to be. Green energy is not reliable. Wind is not reliable. Solar is not reliable. But fossil fuel and nuclear are incredibly reliable. And that's what we need. That's where our focus needs to be. That's where um, Americans need to, to, you know, that's what needs to drive our economy. And there's so many ways to use fossil fuels and, and still bring down emissions. It isn't like Republicans want to pollute, right? You keep getting this. The Democrats have this false narrative they use. Well, Republicans don't care about the uh, green economy. They don't care about the climate. Actually, most Republicans have given us the most famous climate legislations in history. You've got the park system with Teddy Roosevelt. You've got Reagan's famous Montreal Protocol deal that got rid of fluorocarbons. And you got uh, Donald Trump and the Republican Congress passing one of the largest conservation laws in the world. You guys care about it, but you keep getting blamed. How does that dynamic change? How do you turn this around on Democrats and say, they spent a lot of money, got us nothing. We spent you know, generous amount of money and we got a lot of effect for our Republican policies. When does that debate change, you think? Well, and, and then you look at where this money is going. I mean, the vast majority of, the, of this Green New Deal money is going to China. To China, who makes the solar panels, who makes the wind turbines, who makes that sort of stuff, you know, and but how do they make it with coal, with fossil fuel? I mean, if if, if we're concerned about, you know, global climate change, then we should be concerned about what China is putting into the air when it comes to emissions. And we don't. We're not. You know, we're not going to we are not the entire world here in the United States. We're only a very small portion of it. And um, and our we can cut our emissions to a, a, totally 100%. And it's hardly going to move the needle at all in the world when you have other countries like China and They'll India. They'll just take up the excess and beat us at it. Yeah. We, I mean, you know, Russia, whatever. I mean, Russian national gas is, or, or Russian natural gas 
is um, is tremendously more dirty than U.S. natural gas. So uh, it just doesn't make sense what where they're going. But that's just normal. You know, that's a protocol for Democrats. I've never found them to really make sense. Nope, they have an echo chamber in the media. And over time, I think people will, will begin to absorb it. I think they know now. There's a moment in your state that I think is going to be critical. Obviously, the Senate race is a big deal. you got the incumbent against Herschel Walker. So you got a Democrat who's trying to hold on in a purple state. And in this bill, there was this tax credit for EV vehicles. And as soon as it came out, it was learned that Kia, one of the largest employers in all of Georgia, I think 4,000 employers, they're not going to be able to take advantage of this tax credit because of the way it was written. It actually nullifies their ability to be eligible or have their cars eligible for it. That seems like that's going to hit really hard the Georgia everyday voter. How big a mistake was this for the Democrats? Well, I think, you know, this tax credit for electric vehicles is a mistake across the board because what we are doing is we are incentivizing specific industries. We are choosing winners and losers. And that's not what the government is here to do. That's not what our capitalistic system is designed for. We are not in the government here to pick winners and losers. We are here to to make it fair Okay, our regulations fair uh, for people to to innovate and to um, bring their exceptional ideas and bring them to market and through hard work to profit from it. But um, but that's not what government is doing here. When you incentivize specific things and then and and overly and tax other things, then you're picking winners and losers. And that's wrong. That is not good for Georgia. It's not good for our country. And that's another problem with this bill. Yeah, I'm really jaw-dropping. Last question, because I know you're real busy, but you're on the Oversight Committee. You play an important role in, in creating accountability in Congress. FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago. A lot of questions that I assume that you and your colleagues are going to want to get answered probably in January, because it doesn't seem like the DOJ is going to answer anything before then. Is this going to be one of the many focuses that your great committee will be focused on? Uh, I think it will be a focus of both the Oversight Committee and the Judiciary Committee. Uh, I believe we are going to dissect the FBI and the Department of Justice, and we are going to put them under a microscope piece by piece, and we are going to see uh, where the corruption lies, not if there is corruption, but where the corruption lies, and we are going to expose it, because it is very evident through this uh, raid on President Trump's residence, his home, that, um, uh, that the FBI and the DOJ have been weaponized. And they are trying to do anything and everything, in my opinion, to um, uh, disqualify President Trump from running for office again in 2024. Um, and they are going to lose. I think that um, the American people see right through this. I think that's one of the reasons why that they don't want the affidavit released. They don't want the American public to know the real reason behind this raid. And um, uh, it's unconscionable. And we need to um, hold the FBI and the DOJ accountable. And honestly, where we need to impeach folks for violating the law, we need to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, sir, what an honor to have you on the show. I really appreciate it. We covered a lot of ground. I also want to thank you for your service. A lot of people don't know this. 28 years in the Navy, three combat tours. Your country owes you a great debt of gratitude. We want to thank you for your time today. John, great to be with you. Thank you. You as well, sir. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating 
your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free social security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bike, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. It's hard to believe, but that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. I'm really grateful that each of you could join today. Now, one reminder, a lot of people say, hey, John, do you have an app at the Just the News? And the answer is we sure do. And not only do we have an app, it's in the Apple Store. It's also in the Android Store. It allows you to take the Just the News experience and go in three different ways. You can watch our videos and television shows. You can listen to this podcast and many others like it, like Victor Davis Hanson, or you can read the stories that we do a day, 50, 60, 70 stories a day of the breaking news, investigative reporting, accountability reporting. Go to the iOS app store or the Android store today. Download the Just the News app. Read, watch, listen. Three great ways to experience the Just the News content and to join the Just the News family. And if you really want to get involved with the family and say, hey, I want to support your investigative reporting, John Solomon. I want to support the great reporters and the producers and the bookers and everybody that works to make the Just the News experience possible. You can do something really inexpensive that makes a big difference. All you got to do is join the Just the News VIP club. That's right. What do you get for the VIP club? First off, 
ad-free experience on the website and on your newsletters. No ads, no dancing videos, no autoplay videos. An ad-free experience on Just the News 24-7. Plus, once a month, you get to hang out with me at justthenews.com. We have a town hall. I sit and answer your questions for an hour. We talk about issues you care about. We cover topics that the other media aren't covering. It's an incredible experience to join the family the immediate family of the Just the News team. Great opportunity. Sometimes we bring in our reporters. It's always a delightful time. If you want to get involved in that, go to justthenews.com slash subscribe. Justthenews.com slash subscribe. Quick way to get into the club. It's $4.99 a month, $44.99 a year. Great way to support our journalism, make a difference, and get an enormous benefit yourself. So go check it out today. All right. Have a great night. God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.